0: Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. I think we can all agree that we're in business to make money. Actually, without the exchange of money, there really isn't even business. So if that first statement felt greedy to you, I hope that I can help you accept it because truly money equals business. And money can be super emotional. Boy, can't it! I know the freedom that it can bring. We know the disagreements that it presents, the success we feel when we have an abundance of it, and the lure of making it rain. But as a business owner, money is messy. I want to take a few minutes today to walk through a really practical approach to setting real financial goals rather than the assumed goals that are professed in the small business world. Let me explain what I mean here. And this is all from personal experience, along with the hundreds of small business owners that I've worked with over the last four years. This is certainly not a singular or an inward view. I hear, see, and have personally felt the lack of success if you haven't hit the ominous figure of 100K in annual revenue, when in fact, true business success can be measured several other ways, like the amount of change and impact you want in the world. Maybe it's title. Maybe you really crave that CEO title or a vice president title or a certain title in a particular field. Maybe it's time freedom you're looking for or happiness. Maybe it's take-home pay. Maybe it's the the ability to be able to contribute to good, like volunteer or supporting an agency or supporting a nonprofit. Maybe it's savings. Like maybe you're really on a path to save for retirement or to build up a nest egg for yourself and your family. And my success has been measured differently at different times in my journey. So I'd like to pull back the curtain a little bit and maybe rant a little bit about why monetary goals equal success. When I was in corporate, success to me was probably like 70% title and recognition. And then the other 30% was certainly financial or take-home pay. And when I stepped out on my own into this entrepreneurial journey, the first two years of success were measured by profits and time freedom. And in the last two years, and still to this day, success has zero to do with title and so much to do with the profits of the company along with impact. When I say impact, I want you to know that I am very, very clear and focused on my vision of increasing the professionalism of the administrative and operational profession. And it's my job. I feel it's my duty and my goal because I have the skills and the experience to help women walk along the journey with me and to equip them, to mentor them, to put them in the right position to be really, really successful with the skills that they already have. So at the beginning of my career, of my entrepreneurial career, I didn't see that because what I needed at that point was to be able to bring money home. And yes, I still need to do that, but I've changed my mindset. I've also changed my business is stronger today. It has more revenue. It has more profit coming in. Yes, it still has a lot of expenses going out, but the reality is I'm clear now in what it is that I need to bring in and that has allowed me to focus on the impact part of this. So for the first two years, something got in my way. I was striving to reach 100K because that is all I saw. That's the only thing that the internet has placed as successful. And you know what that created? It created a big, oh, monster. <laughs> I left corporate with the intention of being more present, to creating a life of time freedom, and to set an example of, le- of a legacy lifestyle for my children. And wait for it. Oh, the irony. Here it comes. In effort to reach that goal that other people had put on me, which claimed at 100K, I was going to finally have that freedom and presence. I lost so much in that journey. I lost family dinners, precious time with my children, date nights with my husband, girlfriends, routine, health, volunteer time that means so much to me, and ultimately happiness. And you know what I gained? I gained endless hours on my laptop. And yes, several hundred thousands of dollars. Worth it? not not at all i thought that that magic number would do it for me just like all the gurus were saying they were telling me and they were telling you and friends there is no magic number in revenue the only magic is in how you define success and I believe that dollars are likely going to be on that list of success, but I don't think it's 100K or even seven figures. I know that the most impactful number we need to fill success is profit and what you take home and contribute to your family. The more profit, the more we can save or share or invest. And revenue can't do any of those three things. So you can kind of tell I'm a little bit passionate about this because I help people who are in this exact same situation. I've gone through it myself and I'm so glad to be on the other side. So today I want to share an exercise that has transformed my ability to set real, in all caps, real financial goals for my business that have led to fulfillment and success and also to stand firm against the 100K lie that I believed for two years too long and you may be believing today. This system is going to be most applicable for those listeners that are growing a legacy and purpose filled business. The other type of business that I sometimes talk about and definitely have worked in are those that are really focused on true fame and influence. And there's nothing wrong with either of these models. And I'll talk about that a little bit later on another episode. But these are going to be for your heart centered, probably more service based businesses, but definitely those who are living, who are creating a business that are trying to give back and build a legacy. All righty, so we've got four steps here. We're starting with number one, and that first step starts by understanding what the business contribution to your personal or your household finances should be. So if you have a spouse, this is a conversation that he or she needs to participate. I went wrong with this in the very beginning, and I'll get to that at the end, but that is definitely something, this is a part of step one that should not be missed. It can't be missed. And when my husband and I do this, we review our monthly expenses against his contribution from his job and also the business income. And it's simply math. So whether you like it or not, this will give you the real number that you and your business need to bring home. Are you starting to see why revenue doesn't matter? Because revenue does not equal take home, right? So let's move on to step two. Step two, this is when we set the real business goals by using a framework that I'm going to enlighten you with today. It's a framework that's been around a long time, so this is certainly not my framework, but I learned about it from Todd Herman using the Good, Better, Best framework. And the number you quote unquote need, which should be determined from step one, is what I call your good goal, meaning it's bad or not good if the business can't bring home that amount. The better goal is a goal that you can see yourself hitting during a peak time of business and maybe you have in the past. But the important thing is that it's not a number that you hit month in and month out. And the best goal is a really big, dreamy, really big, dreamy number. Lots of times I double my better goal for my best goal. So it's something that I could reach if I, I mean, if all the stars aligned and I really kicked butt, that would be my best goal. But I never want it to be something that looks attainable by looking at my historical profit and loss sheet. After doing this, I suggest that you would automate the good amount to be deposited monthly into your home account, whatever that looks like for your family. This just makes life easier. And I kind of like knowing that I'm paying myself without even thinking about it each month. You will also want to know what to do with your better and your best goals. And there's going to be times that you're going to surpass your good target. And I want you to have a plan. So are you going to invest that excess into your business? Are you going to gift yourself a bonus? Are you going to pay down debt? Are you going to put it into retirement? There are lots of things that we dream of doing with that excess money, but have a plan. When you're sitting down with your spouse or your partner, figure it out. If you don't have a spouse or partner, start making plans. What are you going to do when you have excess? Step three, now it's time to kind of put the pedal to the metal. I want you to update your business plan. Now that you finally have a real goal and a guide, it's critical that you know where your business revenue is coming from and where you're spending money. So this is the part where people usually start. So this is step three. There's two steps ahead of this. And more often than not, no one does those when they, at least when they come to work with me. So I'm hoping that you have a profit and loss set up and that it's updated at least monthly. If not, that is where you must start. Like, start that today. Look for a bookkeeper, take time out of your own schedule to set it up, whatever it takes. This is essential for doing real business. So, Based on the good, better, best goals and the historical information that's on your old P&Ls, you can update your future offerings, your launch timelines, and your pricing. So if you're falling short of your good goal, then you can correct it in these three ways. You can launch more often or new things, you can increase your pricing, and you can find efficiencies to minimize those expenses that are coming out. Since I help scaling small businesses transform using operations, lots of people and lots of clients come to me with this exact request. My first response is to review their pricing. And it's not just about increasing price. And trust me, I'm withholding on a rant about the online business world's overinflated pricing advice. But rather, I encourage them and you to look at what your current offer is and sweeten the deal in an appropriate way that your client will be excited about, and then increase the price. This doesn't always mean that you're going to spend more time. This doesn't mean that you're going to have to create stuff every single time. Analyze the offer. Do an assessment on that offer. Talk it through with your inner circle and understand what you could do to increase the value this is going to allow you to increase price and feel good about it, not feel those hesitations and that heartburn, that uncertainty, like, is this too much for the marketplace? All of that's out because you're going to feel good about what you're including in the package for that price. righty. So if you're in this place in your business right now, I encourage you to look into my program called the A-Team Accelerator. This is perfect for businesses that have less than 3 contractors, are mostly solo run, and have a proven service or product. Like the product that you sell, the service that you sell, it's selling. You've got clients. You're not trying to find clients. You're trying to figure out how to do this, do this thing called business with more ease. So A-teamers have proven their concept works, and they're looking to establish ease, remove themselves from the backside of their business, because it's not the most exciting side, unless you're Natalie or a director of ops. So until this point, they've been focusing on all of it, and they're simply tired. In the six-month A-team accelerator, we focus on one operational principle at a time. So you're gonna set up systems just like the ones that we've talked about today with finances, goals, and pricing, and many, many more. Plus, you're gonna get a solid community of people who are just like you. Enough of these inflated Facebook groups with advice that doesn't apply to your stage of business. I'm totally over those and think that they're a waste of a scaling business owner's time. I'm thinking you should get on our wait list at theopsauthority.com forward slash A-team we're gonna be enrolling very soon and the waitlist will get the very first opportunity. There's a limited number of spots. I'm not scarcity talking you, it's honest. It's a very hands-on program and we can only take so many. So I'd like to end with some hashtag real talk. In the first two years of business, I straight up hustled. Business was new and I was working around the clock to replace my corporate income because I assumed that that's what my husband needed wanted or expected of me. And in the startup phase of business, I didn't know what to aim for, except for that elusive 100K. Because of this, I worked my booty off and was completely off kilter with my family, my house and my relationships. I made a lot of money, but I was not living the legacy life that I dreamt of when I walked away from that high paying corporate job. And this is when the come to Jesus took place and it was led by my husband. He reminded me of the legacy life, and that kicked off the conversation with, what do I actually need to bring home? That question changed the course of my life. I know that sounds big, but it's the absolute truth. And after we did the exercise that I talked about today, I was dumbfounded. Not only was it super helpful for my marriage, it also helped me to reframe my days, my offers, and the way I was spending my time. It has certainly transformed my work to the point that I feel healthy for the very first time. My hustle matches my goals, and that wasn't the case when I had unsubstantiated goals, which were really wishes. They were not goals. So, as with all these episodes on the Ops Authority, I want you to take action in your business with the advice and the lessons that I've shared. This week's Ops activity is to determine what your good, better, best profit goals are, not your revenue goals. I want you to flip the script because revenue doesn't matter. What matters is are you in alignment with what you need? Do you understand? Are you clear with what the expectation is of you, whether you have a partner or not? What is it that you need to be bringing home to cover your bills, to cover the lifestyle that you want? We're going to continue this conversation in our private group, which you can join at OpsInsiders.com, and I can't wait to see you there. Thanks so much for listening, and go ahead and get that Ops activity done this week.